Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the Liverpool Echoes Blood Red podcast. I'm your host for today, Patrick Smith, and we've got something a little bit different for you. We're going to be doing a keep, sell or loan special episode, basically dissecting the Liverpool squad as the international break has finally come to a close, officially ending the season, and the transfer window is now surely going to hot up. What joining me to go through the Liverpool squad is none other than the Liverpool Echoes LFC correspondent home and away, Paul Gorst. How's things, Gorsty? Yeah, not bad, Pat. Coming to the end of a six-day run today and um, not a lot has been going on, has it? So we've been scraping the uh, the battle at times, ideas-wise. But uh, like you say, I'm sure the transfer window is going to heat up in the coming days and weeks and uh, we expect Liverpool to be uh, particularly busy, don't we? Yeah, we really do. I mean, I think this keep sell alone will be better than once again waffling about some midfield signing, something a bit different yeah. for all of you listeners. <laughs> and we've also got the Echoes, Tom Cavilla, along with us, though. Welcome along, Tom. Hi, Pat. You okay? I'm good. We've got to hope that your Echo Office Wi-Fi holds out for the duration of the show, but it's looking good so far, isn't it? Yeah, it should be okay, I think. It should be a bit sorted now, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah, anyway, so as I said at the top of the show, we're basically going to dissect the entire Liverpool squad, decide whether we keep, sell or loan them during this transfer window. Listeners and viewers, if you want to play along at home, keep track, let us know your thoughts in the comments sections below, of course. But um, let's start off then, shall we, with the goalkeepers. I think it's pretty safe to say that Alison Becker will be going nowhere. Adrian, obviously, with a new contract. Gorsi, let's come to you first. They may be the first talking point, maybe the only goalkeeping talking point mm. from the senior team with Keith Kelleher, because there's been a lot of rumours within this season, isn't there? I mean, we know some offers are going to come in for him. Would you keep loan or sell him? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to say, if I'm looking to sell anyone, it's on the proviso that that money is being reinvested into the transfer budget. Because I hate it when Liverpool lose a player and then don't do anything seemingly with the money that they get for them. It just kind of gets stashed away. There's nothing that winds up more than that. So I'd love to sell Kelleher. He's 24 now. He's going to be 25 in November, I think. He's not really a young pup anymore in terms of, even for a goalkeeper, you know, 24 is still quite an age where you're looking to to really kick on. Um, he hasn't put a foot wrong in his Liverpool career. Obviously, uh, massively important in the Carabao Cup win of 21-22. Can't really refer to that as last season now, can we? Uh, and I think he deserves to go and play somewhere else regularly, to be fair. I mean, um, he's never going to usurp Alisson Becker as first choice. Alisson's young enough to be playing for the, you know, a good few years yet. So um, my uh, guess would be Liverpool do look at offers for him. Klopp said recently that they're taking an extraordinary offer to sell him, but I think maybe that was just kind of keeping... Keeping Kelleher on side a little bit, maybe a little bit of a message to potential selling clubs that you're not just going to get this lad on the cheap because he, he wants to play. Um, but I, I'd be looking to sell for a, for a decent fee. There's, there's interest there. Tottenham reportedly, Brentford are going to be in the hunt for a new goalkeeper. You'd imagine with David Ray perhaps leaving. So yeah, um, Liverpool haven't got too many saleable assets in terms of 
replenishing the uh, transfer budget significantly, but maybe Keevan Kelleher is one of those. So I'd love to sell. Yeah, I think he'll be on the move, as you say there. I think maybe someone like a Devin Rye will be on the move from Brentford to a club like Tottenham. I think lots of those goalkeepers are going to move, which is going to open positions at lower table. Mm-hmm. I say lower table, they finish top half, but I feel like Kelleher could maybe get a move to a, a Brighton, a Brentford or something. I mean, Tom, just to say on Kelleher, do you think the Europa League could maybe tempt him to stay? I mean, you know, it's going to give him a good chance to practically double his game time because normally he'd just play in the cup games, wouldn't he? Yeah, I'd, I'd be looking to keep him if he's happy to do that. Obviously, it's probably going to come down to what he wants to do. I'm sure he wants to be playing every week in the Premier League. Like Paul said, you know, most goalkeepers would want that. And, you know, he's going to get to a point where he's not going to be happy anymore just to be on the bench and having a few runouts in the cup. So if he's happy to stay for another season, you definitely would keep him because he's arguably the best, you know, second choice keeper in the league. Um, so Liverpool, would you'd want to keep that for as long as you can. And like you said about the Europa League, that could potentially be an opportunity for him to to get some regular game time because I'm not sure. I'd be interested to see how Liverpool do approach that. You'd imagine Kelleher would start a lot of the group games and if Liverpool were to go sort of deep in the competition, Alisson maybe would then come into it um, potentially or Klopp may just, you know, trust him to go all the way in the competition as he had um, had done in the Carabao Cup. So, yeah, that would be an interesting sort of point to it like you said I mean Adrian could fill in in that competition as well I'm not sure whether a loan is really a good option for Liverpool I mean if he has a good loan then potentially his value goes up when you come to sell him maybe next year but I think if they are going to you know get rid of him this summer I think a permanent exit is probably the the best for all parties really because he's only going to be coming back to Liverpool in the same position next year if he goes out and loan he's still behind Allison. so he, he from his point of view he may as well just go now on a permanent basis and, and you know kick on yeah I'm gonna agree with you I think that's you know the more realistic scenario I think I'd, I'd love to keep him obviously for the Europa League it's whether he wants to stay as you said there Tom interesting to see what pans are I'd maybe look at a buyback clause in the contract if you could perhaps maybe sell him for some decent money sign a new younger goalkeeper as the number two Give them a chance in the Europa League, you know, why the hell not? I mean, there's not much to really go for on the group stage there. Um, anyway, yeah, so goalkeepers, we'll leave that on there. Let's move on to centre-back, shall we? I'll stay with you, Tom. Um, I mean, I think Canate and Van Dijk, it's pretty safe to say they'll be staying at the club, they're not a risk. But Joe Gomez is potentially an interesting one. He signed a big new contract last season or season just gone. Um, what do you think, Tom? I mean, is there a chance that you could perhaps sell Joe Gomez? I'd keep him, to be honest. Uh did a piece the other day, actually. It was recently eight years since he signed for Liverpool. So he's now behind Henderson, the longest serving member of the squad, which is quite impressive, really. Um, yeah, I think he's he gets a lot of criticism at times, Gomez. Which sometimes I think it's a bit unfair. I think he's generally been a good player for Liverpool. He's had a few tough games, you know, last season. There was a few iffy moments from him, you know, filling in at right back that sort of Napoli game away sticks out. Um, but I think when generally when he has played, I think he's done well. And I think he's someone you'd want to have around around the team still. If Liverpool were to get an injury to Van Dijk or Trent or whoever else, he's someone that can slot in, knows the system, Klopp knows him well. I just don't see any value really in getting rid of him this summer. I just don't think it's a wise thing to do. We've, we've seen last last year and in other years what's happened to Liverpool when they've got a few injuries the team just falls apart it happened last season 
few as soon as a few players were out that just lost any kind of rhythm and there wasn't really the options for to come in particularly in the midfield to address that issue so i think you know selling him you may get 20 million but I, i'd rather have him there in the team as an option if you know there were to be problems injury wise um i imagine he'd be someone who'd probably get quite a bit of game time in europa league as well fa yeah. cup Carabao cup so yeah, I think he's a solid op. You need squad players as well. You know, I think people seem to forget that sometimes you need to have some players, you know, that aren't going to be starting every week who are happy to to fill in when required. And I think he's probably the best of the best option you'd get for that that kind of player. Hmm. I mean, yeah, that's the thing as well. If you were to sell Joe Gomez, I think the option you bring into a place would be nowhere near the calibre and nowhere near you know, the impact he has in the dressing room, being there eight years, as you say, second longest serving member, clearly a huge part of that team, only 26 as well. You've got to remember they're still relatively young for centre-offs. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I'd be keeping him personally as well. Um, Gorsley, then another centre-back for you. This one probably more of an interesting talking point. Joel Matip, his contract's actually up at the end of next season, 2024. Yeah. There's lots of calls for him maybe to be on the move. What would you be doing with him? Yeah, I think, I think if I had to sell one of... Gomez or Matip, I think I'd go with Matip. Like Tom says, Gomez is still only 26. Only recently turned 26, actually. Um, I think it was maybe last month. Signed a new contract, like you say. Um, not being at his best for a long, probably a long while now, in fairness. You know, he was awesome in the title winning season. Um, and then he had that bad injury, didn't he? And then the season before last, just couldn't quite get a good, get a run in the team at centre-back with Canate and, and Matip. Probably Matt's best season at Liverpool, that one. So he was kind of filling in at right back and playing in the cup games and whatever else. But don't forget, Liverpool still went on and won the both domestic cups with Gomez, probably playing, you know, his fair share in both of those competitions. And I do still think that there's a player in there. Um, he's still young enough to develop and to get back to the sort of levels he, he has been at, at previous points. So uh, I'd be... Reluctant to sell him at this stage, Matip, like you say, um, been at the club for a while now, entering the last year of his contract, uh, considerably older than, than Gomez, maybe I'd be looking to sell him of the two, uh, and like I say, that is under the proviso that the money for Matip is uh, brought back into the kitty and Liverpool are looking at another centre-back, because they can't go into the season with with three, so if they do sell Gomez, if they do sell Matip, then certainly need at least another one because Naphilip's probably going to be on the move as well. Yeah, it's important to reiterate that point you make there. You know, this money needs to be reinvested if they are selling. We're not just, you know, doing this podcast to say yeah. we'd like to get rid of we're not it. Just it's brilliant. Yeah. Getting the squad for the sake of it. No, we're not. It's, it's vital that it's reinvested. I mean, I think they need a centre back this season anyway, regardless of the numbers, especially if they were to sell one of Gamers or Matic, then I think you'd need two to be brought in, to be honest. But it's interesting how these centre back, you know, they sometimes come in pairs. I think it's either one of Gomez or Matic. I mean, Tom, the next question I'll put to you. We've got Nat Phillips and Reese Williams still at the club. I mean, you know, they were legends in that 2021 season Liverpool, fought back to finish in the top four, actually finished third, didn't they? Now, do you think either of those or maybe both of them will be on the move this summer? Yeah, I think I'd probably say both, to be honest. I think Nat Phillips, it's felt like he's come close to leaving Liverpool pretty much every year, like the last three years, and he's somehow, you know, stayed at the club each time. Um, you know, Phillips has had a few chances, you know, did very well in that COVID season, like you said. Um, I just think it was at the start of last season, he had that home game against um, Crystal Palace. I just remember that game, seeing it as like quite a big chance for him to sort of, you know, make his mark a little bit in the, the absence of others and 
didn't have a great game that day. I just remember particularly slow. We got Liverpool got caught on the break for one of the goals. And, you know, it's that moment you're sort of thinking, yeah, he's probably not going to be a long-term option for Liverpool really at the top level, as well as he did that uh, COVID season. I think there's probably there's no there's no real point of a loan, I don't think, for Phillips. Same for Reese Williams. He's been out on loan a few times. His loan spells haven't necessarily gone particularly well, um, struggling for game time. I think Phillips is probably the better of the two players. And I don't see any sort of path for Williams at Liverpool, unfortunately. I just don't think he's at the level for Liverpool. Phillips a bit closer, but again, probably not just at the right level for Liverpool. So I think it's probably best just to sell them both at this point. A loan's not really going to serve a purpose for Liverpool. So, yeah, I, I would sell both of them. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think it's finally going to be the time when Nat Phillips moves on. I mean, he's been flirting with moves away for the past you know, five or six windows, really, hasn't he? I think now will probably be the time we'll get his move to, a, I'd guess, a top side in the Championship. Maybe someone who's just come up to the Premier League. be interesting to see how that summer pan out for those. Um, as for the other defenders, I think it's pretty safe to say that Robertson and Trent will be staying. I believe Simicast will probably stay as a backup role. But let's move on then, Gorsty. A big interesting point here, defensive midfield. Now, Liverpool have two orthodox number sixes. Fabinho and Stefan Bicetic. I'll give you the pair of those to discuss because this could actually be quite interesting for them, couldn't it? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be in, in any rush to loan Stefan Bicetic. I think he's probably done enough across the course of last season to suggest that he is now a first-team squad member. Um, I think maybe the fact that he played, I think it was 19 games in total last season, was probably more down to the fact that the midfield was, was shedding... Shedding players, loads of injuries in that department, loads of loss of form, and that subsequently opened the door for, for Bichetta to took his opportunity superbly in fairness. But I think, you know, with the full complements of midfielders who were fit and firing, I think maybe his opportunities don't come as frequently as next season, but certainly he's someone who um, will be around the cusp of the first team scene. And uh, I'd consider him a, a first team midfielder now, to be fair. So, um, I'd be looking to keep him. Fabinho, I mean, the, the only issue is, is I, I couldn't see I couldn't see where the takers would come from if Liverpool were looking to, to sell him. Uh, and you already need, for, for my money anyway, a kind of specialist defensive midfielder, and that's even before, you know, you've even factored in Fabinho's future. So to sell him would leave Liverpool short again in that particular area. So uh, maybe, is he in the last chance saloon? If that's not a bit harsh, um, we'll see. But certainly keep Bicet, it's no loan for him. And um, just about to keep Fabinho as well. I mean, in response to that goal, so I put this to you first and then also to you, Tom. Let's say Liverpool do sign an out-and-out number six. Let's say it's Manu Kern. I mean, he's the one who plays in that position they've linked with quite heavily. If they sign him, could that signal the end for Fabinho? Or could that maybe signal that Bicetic goes out on loan? Because you wouldn't really need three holding mm-hmm. fielders, would you? Probably more... 
uh, by Shetich, I'd imagine. Um, but I, I just think he's, he's made that much progress since he's been at Liverpool that I can't see a scenario where Liverpool feel that he has to go on loan now. Um, I just think he, he is considered more of a first-team member. But again, uh, I'd be shocked if Fabinho had clubs queuing up for him, if that's not a bit harsh. I just think the wages he'd be on, the money Liverpool would ask for and the fact that his performances haven't been great for the last 12 months probably make it difficult. Um, mm. So we'll see on that one. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sold on, on Kone either, to be honest. I was looking at some of his kind of numbers yesterday and they don't jump off the page. I haven't seen too much of him in the, you know, with the eye test, as they call it, but just from, from some of those numbers that are, you know, a good indicator of a player, they, they weren't massively enthusing me for, for a player who's going to be costing 35, 40 million euros. Mm, he's a very tidy player, but then being a whole in the field in the Premier League is a whole different animal to playing mm-hmm. in, you know, the Bundesliga or whatever. I mean, Tom, what's your take on the number six position? Because it could be an interesting one this summer, couldn't it? Yeah, I, f- I think I'm sort of leaning towards what Paul was saying, really. I, I'm trying... I think I'd probably keep Fabinho and Bacetic at this point. Um, given how well Bacetic did last season, as Paul was saying, I don't think a loan is really the right thing at this point. If there was to be a situation next season where you know he's not getting any games or he's not getting a look in, then maybe you'd consider it in January or the following season. But I think now you'd want him in the team you know, going into the new season. Fabinho is a bit more of a difficult one. Um Obviously, wasn't as best last season, but I think you have to give him the benefit of the doubt over what he's done over the time at Liverpool. Um, I, th- I think you'd, yeah, unless Liverpool can get at least two new players in in that position, you'd be wanting to keep both of them in that area. So I think for now, you'd keep Fabinho, you know, and then take it from there, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because as much as I think they should sign a number six, Maybe the money's better spent elsewhere. If you can have Fabinho, maybe he's got one more year in him. By Setic, I think we'll obviously have, you know, he's already had his breakthrough year last year, but this could really be a huge season for him if he can continue the form that he had in parts last season. He could be a massive player for Liverpool. But yeah, interesting one on that one. Um, I'll stay with you then, Tom. We'll go through some more midfielders. Curtis Jones, we obviously expect him to stay. Next one on the list is Thiago Alcantara. Now that's an interesting one. Like Matip, his contract's up at the end of the season in 2024. Would you listen to offers for Thiago, Tom? No, I wouldn't, to be honest. I I think he's a really important player when he's when he's fit. Obviously, that's the key point. I don't think Liverpool have got anyone like him, you know, in that position. He's very unique. Um when whenever he is playing for Liverpool, you just see the difference that he makes in that area, whether it's you know, that turn he does when he's on the ball or playing a pass through the defence. I don't think Liverpool have got anyone who's, you know, as technically gifted as him in that area. So he's not someone I would you know, be looking to sell this summer. So that means he's probably going to go then, obviously, next year for free. But I think it would be worth keeping him for another year. Um, I wouldn't sell him, to be honest. I know a lot of people saying, oh, he's, you know, he's not been at his best. His injury record isn't great, granted. But, you know, if he's fit and you can keep him fit, he is probably, you know, he's Liverpool's best midfielder. So um, that would then mean he goes free next season unless he's offered a new deal. I personally would like to see him stay past next season, but you know that's down to Klopp to decide if he thinks that's uh, the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I want to keep him anyway. I think he's you know such an important player for the dressing room, and he's obviously 
for my opinion, the best controller of the ball I've ever seen play for Liverpool. And it's crazy some of the stuff he can do. But then also the point of this podcast is, you know, selling to buy. I don't think you get that much money anyway for a 32-year-old. I think he's going to turn 33, going out of contract then. I don't really see the point in selling him because you wouldn't get much for a fee for that one. Anyway, um, Gorsley, let's stick with you then. Come back to you. Um, Jordan Henderson, I think he'll probably take on that James Milner role of being the sort of you know, yeah. background rotational midfielder. Harvey Elliott, we obviously expect to stay. But the next one's a very interesting one. Fabio Carvalho, only brought in last summer, but there's been a lot of speculation about his Liverpool feature recently, isn't there? Yeah, we've had an update just before we've come on this part. You know, Liverpool are continuing to talk with RB Leipzig about a loan. Um, Leipzig were keen to get him on a permanent deal. Liverpool have rejected that uh, as they see his long-term future at the club. But I'm mindful of the fact that this is a young player who hasn't played much football, certainly since the turn of the year. I think he played in the Wolves game in the FA Cup and then um, not a lot since. Uh, and that was back in January. So, um, yeah, Liverpool have uh, unsurprisingly been inundated with offers for loans and, and still kind of weighing those up. Um, if you're asking me whether to keep sell or loan them, um, I just wonder where his best position is. Still none the wiser, really, after seeing him for a full year at Liverpool. Is it as a number 10 in a club that don't play with a number 10? So, I mean, while I can see the, the huge benefits of a loan for, for him as a player and, and the long-term benefits for Liverpool, I just wonder whether selling him for a, a good sum um, might be the best course of action for, for Liverpool this summer. I mean, yeah, you've raised the main concern I have with the Leipzig rumours because, you know, Carvalho's problem is he doesn't actually have a position. He's been shoehorned in at Liverpool. We've seen him on the left. We've sometimes seen him on the right. We, they don't play with a number 10. And as for Leipzig, I mean, is he going to be starting in a number 10 role for them every week? I don't think so, to be honest. as one of the top Bundesliga sides. I mean, I think that could be a bad move for him. I think he needs to go somewhere where he can guarantee himself some game time in his best position. I think that's, you know, the best case scenario for him. Um, Tom, we'll come back to you then. We'll move on to the attackers. A couple of youngsters for you. Bobby Clark and Cade Gordon, two very promising, young, exciting talents. We've seen um, smatterings of them in a Liverpool shirt, mainly in friendlies. What do you think is the best for their futures at the moment in time? Um, it's going to be tough, I think, for both of them, you know, to be getting chances next season. I know Bobby Clark was, you know, he was involved in a few of the squad um, the squads at the start of last season um, for Liverpool, but just think in that midfield area, there's not really going to be many openings, particularly as Liverpool are looking to strengthen in that position this summer. I think he'd probably be someone you'd keep at the club for now just to keep his um, progress going at the academy level. Cade Gordon's a bit more of a difficult one. He's obviously had that long-term injury, which he's just come back from. You know, we've seen glimpses of him in Liverpool shirt in uh, Carabao Cup. And, you know, he's, he's played well whenever he's played, but I think problem for him now is since he's been out Ben Doak's now come onto the scene and is probably ahead of him in his development and where he ranks in terms of um, chances at Liverpool at first team level so if anyone's going to be getting a chance now it's it's going to be Doak ahead of him so a loan may, may be actually a, a good option for him potentially um, an EFL side if that was possible because I, I don't see him really getting many chances next season in the first team. But I think Bobby Clark's probably someone who's probably not quite ready for that kind of move out yet. But So I'd keep him around for another season. Yeah, I'm agreeing. I think Clark, maybe a few, you know, a season under his belt with the 21s, a few first-team appearances, it's likely he'll make some you know, substitute appearances in the Europa League, something like that. Um, of course, they'll put Ben Doak 
to you as well. I mean, he's a very, very exciting young player. It's interesting whether people would loan him or keep him at the club. Of course, I mean, talk about Kate Gordon as well, because he's a similarly exciting talent on the wing, isn't he? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with Tom in terms of having a bit of reluctance about maybe loaning Kate Gordon due to the, the long-standing injuries he's had. I think I'd rather see him manage carefully um, because he's still very young and growing. Doak's an interesting one because, you know, I love Ben Doak. I watched loads of him in the UEFA Youth League last season and he was the outstanding player every time I watched him. Absolute fearless, young Scottish winger who um, doesn't matter who he's up against. You know, he just plays the game the same way, determined to take people on. He's a fighter. He's a very skillful player, can go either way. Um, and I just wonder whether he might be best served, say, in the summer and continuing his development with the 21s and then coming into the first team setup for occasions like the Carabao Cup and, and maybe even getting off the bench in, in the Premier League game. We've seen him with me at Aston Villa on Boxing Day, showed Luca Dean a clean pair of heels and, and raced off down the line and it was a wonderful kind of example of what he's all about and um, I'm really, really excited about this player. So, um, you know, I can see why there might be appetite to loan him maybe in a year or two's time, because he's still only 17, I think. So um, he's got loads of time on the side to go out on loan to get senior minutes under his belt and then maybe have a cracker coming into the first team when he's perhaps maybe a couple of years' time worth of development. But for now, I'm, I'm just delighted to see him around the first team pitcher this pre-season and then take it from there. Yeah, I mean, as you say, he's such an exciting talent, isn't he? And you don't want to loan players when they're too young. I mean, it's a very daunting thing if you were to move to a championship club and play, you know, 40-odd matches. I think he's much better off being at Liverpool, yeah. you know, the odd Europa League appearance here or there. Yeah, particularly the type of player he is as well. You know, he's yeah. a, a winger who is absolutely not bothered in the slightest by reputation. So if he comes up against a, a seasoned veteran in the championship who wants to kick lumps out of him, and, and if that happens every week, probably while it's character building, it might not be... Great long term for him. We start picking up one or two injuries, so I think for now he's uh, he's in the perfect position. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Um, I mean, the thing with this, you know, whole podcast is we know the defence and the midfield need that rebuild. That's why so many of them are, you know, interesting. Whether it be keep, sell or loan. But let's move on to the attack anyway. I mean, there's not much to talk about within the attack because that rebuild's already happened. I mean, you're not going to let go of either Diaz, Gakpo, Salah, Nunes. But then Diogo Jota is the one player who has had transfer rumours about him, hasn't he, Tom? I mean, if the if a big offer came in for Jota, there's been rumours about Newcastle. I mean, let's say if even a Saudi Arabian club were to bid for him, would you listen to an offer if it was a good one? Probably not, no, to be honest. I think... On his days, he's Liverpool's best finisher in, in front of goal. He's, you know, saw it in that Spurs game. That's probably the best example of it, really, last season at home. You know, he's really clinical in those sort of positions. I know he had that bad run of form where he didn't score for for a certain amount of time, but I, I really like Jota as a player. I think he's quite a versatile player, good on both feet. Um, yeah, so I think he's just someone you'd want to have around the squad, really, particularly if you're... You know, Liverpool want to get back to challenging for trophies next season. I don't think you can do that without someone like him in the team because you need to, you know, you can't be playing the same front three every week. Liverpool are going to have to rotate it a bit next season as they have done in other years. And, you know, you look at Man City, you've just won the treble. They've got so many options in every part of the pitch. doesn't matter if it's Mares who's starting, Nardo Silva or whoever else. 
they can just rotate them because they've got so many good players to come in. So I don't think, you know, if you were to get rid of Jota, I don't think it really makes sense in terms of Liverpool want to go challenging for trophies. Selling him is it just setting you back a step because you'd have to find a replacement for him. So I, I would keep him. Mm. Still only 26 as well. It's important to remember he often feels a bit older than that, doesn't he? I mean, Gorsi, I'll put the Jota question to you as well, but I'm going to also put another little stumper to you. I mean, <laughs> let's say someone like Paris Saint-Germain absolutely blow Liverpool out of the water with a bid for Mohamed Salah. It's 180 million, 200 million. Would you listen to it at all? No, because I just don't see who you replace him with. I really don't. I think you can have all the money in the world. You're not replacing Mohamed Salah. Um, so, no. On that score, Jota is a little bit of an interesting one. I think if you'd have asked me maybe a couple of months ago, I'd, I'd have I'd have said yes to that one. But I just feel he's Liverpool's best finisher, and I think get him in central areas next season. None of this down the left business. Play him when he plays. He plays down the middle, and whether that's at the expense of Darwin Nunes or Cody Gakpo, then so be it. Because he's Liverpool's best finisher, and I, I'll include Mo Salah in that. And when he gets on a a good run and a purple patch he's shown before he, he he can score goals. I think he's I think he got maybe 13 in his first season at the pool. He got 21 the season before last and then obviously last season was just besieged by injury, wasn't it? I think he was injured for yeah. six months, you know, with, with the hamstring and then the calf. And uh, he hit seven in the last six weeks of the season, didn't he? So um if Liverpool have him fit for the full season they're going to have another goal scorer in the ranks and, and they haven't got too many of them at the moment. You know, Nunes was second top scorer last season with 15. Firmino was second top scorer in the Premier League. Obviously, he's gone. So, there's a little bit of an over-reliance on Mo Salah there. So, um, same goes with Luis Diaz as well, to be fair. If he stays fit, it's another string to the goal scoring bow at Liverpool, you know, in the forward line. So, um, I wouldn't be selling Jota. I just wish he played down the middle a little bit more often. Yeah, fully agree with you. I mean, I'd like to see him be established as the striker. You know, the two strikers this season for me should be Jota and then Gakpo, I think. I mean, probably Gakpo is going to get more game time maybe in that fast number position then. I'd actually like to see Darwin Nunes play down the left more, you know, switching in and out with Luis Diaz. I think that's the best way to go about it. But anyway, yeah, interesting to see how this all pans out. I think it's obviously a much more exciting window for the in-goings and outgoings in the midfield and defence, as we've discussed. A lot of those young players may well go out on loan to gain some experience as well, but... Of course, the Europa League campaign can provide a great opportunity for them at Liverpool. Hopefully, yeah, we can see the same next season. Maybe they'll accidentally find themselves within reach of silverware after Klopp plays the kids for the first few rounds. But um, yeah, as ever, make sure everyone to subscribe to the Blood Red YouTube channel and to Blood Red on whichever platform you get your podcasts from, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the others, so you don't miss any of our daily content. And of course, check out the Liverpool Echo site and socials for the latest news and updates over the summer from the likes of Gorsty and Tom. But yeah, for now, thanks for joining us on the Blood Bread Podcast. We'll catch you all again on Monday. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.